Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another Facebook Live and also Instagram Live. And if you're listening to this, neither on those two platforms, you're watching, or more, more should I say, listening to this on our podcast. So welcome to the Momentum Podcast, where we talk about fat-burning secrets and tips to help you really succeed with your goals. Now, today's topic, we are going to be talking about something that's probably more in the negative light. And the reason why is because having done this for the last 15 years, a lot of people do come into my program thinking that I do the work for them. And basically, after a few years, you start to go, hey, look, you're either suitable for the program or you're not suitable. Um, We can start to see the traits and we can kind of predict a car crash before it happens. And we try and preempt it to the person as soon as possible, right at the start. But nonetheless, and none the better, people tend not to listen to these three things. So I'm going to stop repeating myself and really tell you about it as a person. And maybe you start seeing it in your profession or maybe in your life. Good morning, Liam. Now, obviously, I come from a place of care when I say these three things. I'm not going to be aggressive on it, but I am going to be sharing the three traits that most people who end up failing the programs that we give them have these exact three traits, who knows, maybe I have more to share later on. Maybe if you have one because you're a trainer, or maybe because you've trained and you've trained with your friends, and they just happen to have this. Maybe you yourself have committed to a lot of training programs, but just haven't got the results. But you don't know why. Now, coming from a trainer myself, 15 years experience, I've done all the work as well. I'm going to share with you exactly what my common three traits are when I see people. And don't get me wrong, this also applies to me too with any other thing that I do in life. So let's get straight into it. The first one is don't commit. And I know it sounds weird, but what do I mean by don't commit? Apart from committing to the effort to try and put things in, it's actually about don't commit to the community that it comes with it. You know what? If there's a Facebook group and you don't post and you have a question, that's on no one's fault but yourself. If there's a Facebook chat and you're not interacting because you don't want to learn, that's on no one else but yourself. The reason why is because, and think about this, if you were doing something and you do not commit to the community that it's 90% of it where you learn through social interaction as a human being, then how are you supposed to actually learn? Some people say they're not textbook learners. Some people say they're not visual learners. But most people are going to be learning from one another. That's how we talk. That's how we cook. That's how we eat. That's how we speak. That's how we end up picking up our core values as well as as human. So for you to say that I can't commit to it, then you will go through the reasons why these these three things are so prominent in each person. The second one is don't just want a program, especially when it comes to exercise. A lot of people will come to us and go, I just need the program, just you know, write me a six-week program, two-week program, one program, and I'll get it done. No, you won't. It's funny to see that if you have parents who come into our system, or even teachers who come into our system, or even nurses or doctors, which I've trained all of them, might I add, if any of them say that to one of their patients, children, students, just do the work, and maybe they're used to doing that, they know that they won't do it. Now, there is a there's a law out there, a general rule, should I say. It's not really a law by government. But if you give someone the maximum amount of time or a time period, they'll try and maximize all of it. 
Now, when it comes to exercise, how long do you have? You have the rest of your life, essentially. But when is it going to start actually hurting? Is it because you can't bend? You can't put on your pants? You have to get a new dress? You have to get a new belt? Is it because you're struggling to go upstairs? Because you're struggling to play with your kids? Is it because your doctor's telling you to do it now? When does it stop? When are you actually going to start taking it seriously? This is a really good, important thing to know. It's not the program that you're looking for. The program's part of it. The exercises and how to do things are part of it. It's the accountability. It's the person to be able to talk to. It's the community to be able to relate to and share problems so that you can learn more. And the funny thing is, people would rather share really, really minor things in their life on their Facebook, Instagram, or whatever it might be to portray something. But when it comes to a real problem that they so-called really want to be able to adjust and fix, then why aren't we doing it? It makes absolutely no sense. Parents would tell their kids to ask the teacher if you need help, but they themselves may not do it. Doctors may say to their kids or their students, should I say, or to their patients, should I say, it's time to take action, but they themselves aren't. It's very contradictory, and I've met both, if not several people, in that field including exercise physiologists, including personal trainers, who always keep going, it's time to start exercising, but they themselves don't. So if you're in a place of authority, as a parent, as a teacher, as a doctor, as an allied health, and you're telling people to do something and you're not as well, it's time to have a good look at yourself. Because we do, and we are, reflections of ourselves. Now I know for myself, being in the field that I am and what I've experienced, I know that if one day when I have kids, they're going to pick up the habits that I do. So if you're in that position as well, start to assess what are you doing because your kids will start doing it one day or another. It's very, very rare that they go opposite. The third one is don't do your check-ins. And what I mean by this is don't talk to your coach. So we went through the first two tips, or the three things, or the two things that people first do. They don't commit to the team, they don't contribute to the team, they don't commit to the program, and they only want the program but no accountability, because it's scary. The third one's don't do your check-ins. Now check-ins, if you don't have a coach, um, this is what a check-in is. It's basically sending an update towards them so you can adjust the program as a coach on my end, Talk about problems and solutions and actions that you can do for the week. Now, if they don't do it, that's not on the coach. No, most programs don't require you to be babied through it. If it was really, truly that important that you want to prevent health problems or you want to be able to feel great, then just do one task at a time. If you're doing a 12-week program and it takes you two years, you've got some alarm bells going. Okay? Now, obviously... This is where a program cannot be perfect as well. Coming from the coach's perspective, we try and write as many programs as we can and then we adjust accordingly to the person and how they report. So here's a 12-week program, see how you go, and then they report, hey, look, this exercise hurts, this hurts my, my hip, I don't have access to this. If you report all those things, then we can give you solutions. If you don't, 
once again, it falls back on you. Now, let's talk about the reasons why people do not, well, basically, they keep doing these three things that helps them definitely get into problems. The first reason is literally because of pride. You have too much pride to ask for help. You have too much pride to be perceived differently. Going and hiding underneath everyone else. Now, don't get me wrong, it's, it's okay to be shy. But this is why multiple channels are opened up. And especially in our systems at Momentum, we have either one-on-one emails, group chat, and also our group Facebook. Or Facebook group, should I say. So all three channels are open so that you can either have the team or a direct coach privately. I have no questions are asked. We assume, and we do, think that you're doing okay. And then we follow up, and if there's a question here that was from three, four weeks ago, or there's no ticks in your boxes, then we know there's alarm bells going off, and we always make a phone call. The next reason why you may not want to be able to do something is because of embarrassment. Now, there's nothing to be embarrassed. If you feel like someone's judging you in your group, then you're probably in the wrong group. Fair enough. But if there's no warrant for people to go and be aggressive on the Facebook group in the past, then why not start? I always tell people that it's time to become the person you want to be as opposed to the person who you are. Now, don't get me wrong, it's not easy. But the moment you start to take this on board, it will help you. So I still do this to this day. I don't try and become the person that I am. I become the person I want to be. And when I was younger, I used to always picture good old The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. If I ever suffered through something, I always said to myself, well, what would The Rock do? If I was needing help and I didn't want to ask for it, I said, well, what would The Rock do? The reason why we do this is because we ourselves will always feel like we only go from the internal experiences or past experiences that we've had as opposed to thinking about forward-based and talking about the future experiences that we want to have. So, hopefully that will help you out. Now, another really dangerous thing, this is probably the fourth tip, it falls into the fourth category. People who go through training programs and they have secret missions. And what I mean by that is basically not telling your coach about it. And that can be quite hard for people to understand. Because if you've got some sort of secret mission going on, aside from the program, that does affect, obviously, um, your training or your health or your nutrition. It's good to understand and know. So we always ask the question, have you got any foreseeable problems coming up in the future? And this could be things from like Easter, could be things like um, a holiday, a break. It could be the fact that you've got stressful deadlines at work and you're just trying to maneuver through it. And it's kind of like trying to push a square through a circle hole, it will be very difficult. So it's always a good one to double check. How can you be as transparent as possible to your coach to help you? Because people on secret missions tend to fail them. Now, this already comes to one true reason, I believe, and it's a really good book that I recommend for anyone out there. I'm preaching to the convert. If you're listening to this, look, I'm sorry, but this is what goes through. Because I am preaching to a converted, you guys are listening to this because you know 
all of these things already. But the reason why most people do not want to be able to commit to something or do something is because they're embarrassed and they don't want to be disliked. And a book that I really, truly encourage to read is called The Courage to be Disliked. And it talks about the fact that some people just don't know how to accept the fact that people will dislike them no matter what. But the only thing is, because you're not being the person you want to be, you're being the person you currently are, you don't perceive that to happen. Anyway, it's a really good book I recommend. It probably takes you about a day to read, because it's so easy. It's a conversation more than anything. And it talks about the philosophies and theories behind why people are scared to do things, are scared to commit to things, or how they do things as well, as social human beings. So I highly recommend that book, but on a deeper level, I do believe that everyone has the tools and the mindset to be able to be the person they want to be. You're just going to be put in the right environment, and you have to find it. Don't get me wrong, it may not be momentum. Don't get me wrong, it might not be the gym down the road. But finding the group that can help you grow as an individual is going to help you, and the seek to help you, you know, look for that, that's, that's what it is. Maybe... This podcast might help you, a friend, maybe the recommendation of the book might help you. Hopefully it does. Um, but this is just something that I want to share and get off my chest because I have seen multiple people over the years who say they want something, but are they willing to do it? Are they willing to actually say, no, I can't eat that, not today? Or no, I'd love to be able to stay out late, but I've got to commit to waking up early tomorrow morning. Or, yes, I would love to have to go train. Sometimes saying yes is just as hard as saying no. It depends on your situation. Hopefully this helped you out. Um, this is also something I had to tell myself because I love training, don't get me wrong. And I'll be fully transparent with everyone out there. I struggled with a lot of things outside of the gym. Gym is not one of them. Uh, one of them it would be something like running this business. I have no background in running a business. And so at first I actually didn't want to get a coach. I thought, why would I do that? And then I thought to myself, this person has literally made millions. Don't get me wrong, I don't want that. I just want to be comfortable and live and love what I do. But I don't have a lifestyle. I was working six days a week, longer hours, seven days a week actually, and working longer hours with no direction of seeing how I could grow momentum. So I finally got a coach. I didn't commit to the program. And if anyone is out there with a business coach, it is a lot more expensive than what you would pay for a personal training coach. Didn't commit to the program, didn't do anything, didn't commit to any of the coaching calls, didn't do any of the work. I just wanted quick fixes and a spreadsheet. Didn't, didn't work at all. I didn't do any of my weekly check-ins. And guess what? I lost. And it took me about three times before I was able to actually find the courage to go, you know what, if I'm going to be able to do something, I need to take it seriously. So I started blocking out time rather than seeing more patients. I started investing back into the business and looking about how I can grow and learn from the people who have done it multiple times before. And no, the plans were never perfect. But because I was able to communicate with my coach, I've been able to actually have the time to do podcasts, have the time to do things I love like YouTube, 
and do the things I love, including making more Instagram reels and informational you know, content for people out there. So you can, it will be rough at the start. It may take a few times to fail, but be comfortable with knowing that you have tried. Anyway, before I start ranting even more, I'm going to leave it there. If you guys out there want to be able to help someone out, just send them some, maybe send this podcast. That's all I can get for you right now. Because I am more into the field of going, hey, look, let's actually work on some exercise and some health. I'll definitely help you out. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and take care. Let's keep building momentum.